Welcome to the Get Down with Hurley Brown. This is a weekly series that showcases the world of sports with a focus on the NFL, NBA, and college football. From the recruiters and players to the teams and coaches, we've got it all covered. Now, here's your host, Coach Hurley Brown. Family, family. Actually, it's not Hurley today. Hurley is uh, once again making Merritt Island great again. So, it's your favorite co-host, Kelvin Harris, holding it down by himself, literally by himself right now. My man, Major Parker, is supposed to be calling in. Um, he's running a little late. We're going to talk NBA free agency today. And um, I want to start this show off, I guess, you know, how Hurley usually gives his monologue, as he calls it. I am totally disgusted right now at the NBA. Um you know, there's a saying, too much that is given, much is expected. And, you know, I get these guys are making good money and um, they want to win. But at some point, you know, from a league standpoint, somebody's got to be able to burden the shoulder shoulder the burden, excuse me, of of lifting a franchise up on their backs and, you know, uh, making it successful. That's why you're being paid these big bucks. Not to just ride the coattails of some guys that have already done it. And, yeah, I guess I am throwing a little shade at Kevin Durant, and I'm throwing a lot of shade at Boogie Cousins, although, hear him tell it, nobody called his phone at 12 o'clock. I'm not going to believe that one. I'm going to believe they called his phone and they didn't give him the offer that he wanted. Because realistically, there are a lot of franchises out there that had the mid-level exception of $5.3 million. Now, he does have a reputation of being somewhat of a malcontent. But to be honest with you, you know, guys who know him, they say he is... Um, you know, he's a competitive guy. But me and my friend were talking about this today. This smells like a um, a jab at the Lakers. Because I really believe he wanted to go to L.A. And he thought they were going to offer him, you know, the big contract. But I don't necessarily think that um, Magic and Rob Palenka are worried about his personality. Because this is the same team that has LeVar Ball running around there. And they, they don't pay any attention to LeVar Ball. I mean, he was going to get a short-term contract wherever he went. So he was going to have to be on his best behavior with whichever organization he went to. Um, I can't get mad at Golden State. You know, the object is to win championships and to make your team as good as you possibly can make it. So um, kudos go out to Bob Myers and um, Steve Kerr and the rest of the management team, the ownership and everything, because they are trying to make this the best franchise they can possibly make it. And the burden is on the other 29 franchises to get up to their level. And right now, it just doesn't look like that's going to happen. I just wish, you know, Kevin Durant technically is the number two player in the league. 
I just, you know, and I'm not mad. I'm not a get off my lawn type guy. I mean, I'm a little disappointed that he decided to go to Golden State, but hey, it's his choice. He wants to feel happy. It's just that I think the, the tough part with his decision was you were up 3-1 on the team that wins the championship, and it, it puts you out. And you um, you decide to not come back, but you decide to go and join them after you basically were the main reason why your team didn't win. It's like you got unfinished business, and um, you don't you don't take care of the business. But that's neither here nor there. I, you know, Kevin Durant is still a great player. Um, and I think that um, he's going to continue to be a great player. And I think Boogie Cousins will get back. Um, a lot of people are skeptical. And I think that's why some teams didn't want to deal with it because they were skeptical of could he come back and be the same Boogie that he was before the Achilles injury. And a lot of people are skeptical because the Achilles injury is one of the most debilitating injuries that an athlete can suffer. It's like being shot in the leg and it's a tedious and extensively long rehab. And, you know, Dominique Wilkins is one of the few people that got the injury and came back um, pretty much at the same level that he left. Boogie Boogie's game does not rely on explosiveness. He is, um, you know, he's not a great great leaper. Uh, he's a big, wide body. He has skill, so he'll be able to do some things, you know. He's got good footwork. He's got a good shot. He's got good touch. He makes free throws. He he is a bad boy. Uh, this is a big deal if he comes back healthy. They are going to be very tough to beat, but I don't think long-term he'll be with the Warriors after this year because Draymond Green is up. Uh, Clay Thompson is up, and I think that um, basically he he bought himself a ring, and I I can't I can't necessarily get bad at him because what you want to do as an athlete you want to win you want to win championships, but you also want to get paid. So it looks like this move to Golden State will allow him to kill two birds at one stone. So I'm I'm gonna get off the soapbox because. I'm a long-time Lakers fan. I go all the way back to 79 when Kareem made that first game-winning shot of that season and Magic came up, the young rookie, and hugged him. And apparently after the game in the locker room, Kareem told him, hey, don't ever do that again. You know, this is the first game of the season. And Magic told him, if you do that 82 more, 81 more times, I'm going to hug you 81 more times. So I was elated on Sunday night when the L.A. Lakers announced that, or excuse me, when LeBron James announced that he was going to be putting on the purple and gold, I think it was inevitable. I think he's a great fit for the organization. And I think that, you know, those people who are underestimating Magic Johnson's acumen as a businessman and as an executive in the NBA are going to come in for a rude awakening next year because I think despite the way it looks now, he is putting together something special in Los Angeles. I know, you know, we signed the King. 
and he automatically makes you 10, 15 games better. So the team went, what, 35 and 47 last year. I expect them to at least be 45 and 37, but realistically, I think they're going to win at least 50 games and be in contention for, you know, one of the top three or four spots in the West. Um, not only that, between Magic and LeBron, the young nucleus that the team has um, accumulated is gonna is gonna step it up a notch because you've got two all-time great professionals, not just athletes, not just players, but professionals who attack the game at a at an extremely high level, and it's gonna it's gonna force Lonzo Ball, Kyle Kuzma, Josh Hart. Brandon Ingram to raise their level of play. Uh, I like the signing of JaVale McGee. He's gone over to Golden State and he's changed his image. And I think that's kind of maybe what Bo- Boogie Cousins is looking to do to, to pull a JaVale McGee to, you know, for those of you who don't know, JaVale McGee's mother, uh, Pam McGee, was on the great USC women's teams with Cheryl Miller. So she's, you know, he comes from a winning culture and he's from LA. I think he'll help in the back end and he can play some defense on smaller guys he did a good job on LeBron in the in the finals so you know LeBron knows hand in hand Lance Stevenson also plays good defense he can create his own shot every now and then he's going to give you some three point uh, ability um, a lot of people are scratching their heads about the Rondo signing and it means one of two things it means they're trying to add depth at point guard because you know Lonzo Ball does have a meniscus tear and there's, you know, no telling when he'll be back. I mean, he should be back in the short term. But just in case you go get a high IQ um, point guard to run the show and keep everything organized, who has a good idea of how to play against the Warriors and against the Rockets, who's won a championship, who can show the young guys. Um, they re-signed Kentavious Caldwell Pope, and I think that's a key signing, re-signing, because he is a potential all-star two-way player. He plays great defense. He has a, he can hit the three. He can um, penetrate and get to the hoop. So he gives you um, the ability to guard a one, a two, and a lot of threes. And on the defensive end, you need guys that can guard wings. Um, the Lance Stevenson, you know, a lot of people look at it and remember when he was blowing in LeBron's ear. But this guy has a high basketball IQ, and he comes to play every night. So I think Magic and Palenka, they went out and they got a nice nucleus. Now, we still got some work to do. I think they need to add a couple shooters. They get a couple shooters uh, actually, one of the shooters, I think, could be Mo Wagner, the first-round draft pick. He's 6'11", and he has the ability to hit the three. Uh, he got posterized last night by Marvin Bagley, the third, but uh, that happens now in the NBA. You know, you're, you're amongst the best athletes in the world, and, you know, if you're not on top of your game, you're going to get posterized. But I think in the long term, he helps because he can stretch the floor. And that's one of the big concerns they have is there's nobody to stretch the floor for LeBron. 
I think LeBron is going to play a lot more four in L.A. because you've got Brandon Ingram, uh, you got the Kentavious Caldwell Pope guy, you got um, you you know you, you you've got uh, Kyle Kuzma. You know you want to get all those guys on the floor at the same time. They they denounce the rights to Julius uh, Randle. He immediately signs with uh, New Orleans a two year, I believe it's uh, eighteen. Yeah, two-year, $18 million deal, somewhere in that area. So, you know, we got so much depth, uh, so much young depth that, you know, we could afford to, um, you know, move a couple of pieces around. Now, the big elephant in the room is the Kawhi Leonard situation. I think if I'm Magic Johnson, I just stand pat. I mean, I don't trade any of my assets right now because right now San Antonio has the leverage. I mean, there's no pressure on them. I mean, I'm sure some of the fan base is panicking, but Greg Popovich and R.C. Buford are all-time greats at running an organization. I don't know exactly what happened with uh, Leonard. I will tell you this. Um, I guess this, I don't know if it's called it a scoop, but I got some inside information that and I got this information during the playoffs. He's been healthy for a while. He had no intention. He's been telling people for a while he had no intention of going back and playing with San Antonio. I don't know if he's going to um, sit out the season, but he does not want any parts of uh, San Antonio. We're going to take a quick break. When I come back, I'll try and expand on this conversation about uh, Kawhi Leonard from what I've I've found uh, out from my quote-unquote sources. It just so happens to be that one of my friend's uh, roommates from college uh, is a basketball player and he has some inside knowledge. So we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk more about this NBA free agency on the Get Down with Hurley Brown. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Thunder chickens beware. We're coming for you. This week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav, it's all about the Spring Gobbler Smackdown. And our panel of pros are out for beards. Joining us is David Blanton of Bill Jordan's Real Tree Outdoors and Monster Bucks, outdoor writer M.D. Johnson, and Pete Muller from the National Wild Turkey Federation. It's presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Friday afternoons at 1 Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Join Matt Fish and Alex Clancy every week for Rebound Radio. We'll talk with the legends of basketball about how they got started, their rise to the top of the game, how basketball has changed their lives, and what they're up to now. Just like the game itself, you'll find that lives can pivot on a dime. There can be last-minute saves, and life is anything but run-of-the-mill. Rebound Radio can be heard live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. You won't want to miss the next show. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. This is the Get Down with Hurley Brown. To reach our show today, call in to 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to thegetdownwithhurleybrown at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Family, family, we're back here on the Get Down with Hurley Brown. It's your host for today, your normal co-host, Kelvin Harris. I'm holding it down by myself here in sunny South Florida. It's a beautiful day. It's about 90 degrees. I can't complain about that. Uh, my local Panera Bread, I was having a little lunch, uh, actually editing another podcast before this came on. Um, we were, I was talking to you guys about the Kawhi Leonard situation. Uh, a good friend of mine back in Houston went to Southern Methodist. And his roommate, when he got out of college... Uh, when he was in law school was uh, or excuse me after he got out of law school and he got a job back in Dallas uh, was a former basketball player at SMU who had gone over and played overseas and he you know was they were rooming together when you know he was back in the states and so now you know fast forward some 20 some odd years later that guy uh, does some training he trains uh, he trains you know young basketball players and some of his uh, friends have been playing pickup games with Kawhi Leonard for like three months. And one of the things that he said to them was, um, I'm not going back. And he hasn't elaborated as to what happened, but um, whatever happened, he's lost trust in the organization. And I I think it's, it's even deeper than that. I think, uh, you know, I know there was this... Uh, supposed altercation in which um, Tony Parker led a group of guys and confronted him about the injury and I know he he was skeptical of the medical staff I just think that um, he's kind of me personally I think he's kind of using the medical situation as a way to really get out of being in San Antonio because I think he realizes that Greg Popovich is not going to be there much longer. Um, you know, some people say, well, you know, now that his wife has died and his kids are grown, maybe that will uh, keep him as a coach longer. He'll want to do it longer. But I just think now you're looking at a guy who, you know, lost arguably his best friend and his kids are grown and now he's a grandfather. And I think that, you know, he's been pushing it to the max for a long time and he's had a lot of success in the the the, the franchise at a crossroads and I think I think out of out of out of the utmost highest respect for Greg Popovich I don't think you ask him to go through a rebuilding process with San Antonio Spurs um I would say I look at some of the moves they're making I know they sent Becky Hammond to the WNBA to be a head coach. Well, part of that is they're going to get her some experience as a 
head coach because now if they decide to promote her to the head coach of San Antonio, it's not as much of a stretch. God forbid she goes out and wins a championship this year or has the team in playoff contention. Um, that would speed up, I think, the whole idea of making her the coach. And then that would allow Popovich to maybe move up into the front office and um, take on less of a workload. But either way, if you are Kawhi Leonard, I don't know if you want to be in San Antonio. I I lived in San Antonio for a year. It's nice. It's a pretty town. There's not a lot to do. And um, you're in the middle of a well, you're actually not in the middle of Texas. You're down closer towards the border. It's just, once you've seen the Riverwalk and the Alamo once or twice, you've pretty much seen it all. <laughs> and he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a native uh, Californian. And I, I know, you know, he's going to have enough money to where he can have his family out there with him. But I just think that, I think he misses home. Now, you know, realistically, the way pro sports is, you just don't get to get out of it that easy. Um, well, at least not this year, because, you know, if you're San Antonio, you got his you have the leverage until trade deadline. Once the trade deadline is over and he's still on your roster, it's pretty much a lame date, lame duck season. I don't think it's going to go to that. I think before the trade deadline, he will be traded. I think somebody will take a chance. I just think that San Antonio right now, they're um, they're trying to catch somebody slipping. I mean, they're asking for a lot. They want a lot because this is a key move in their franchise's history because San Antonio is not a franchise that's going to be able to get star players to sign with them. So um, if I were them, I would hold on to him for as long as I could. There's no rush. And let's just be honest. Boston is not going to give up the farm. Danny Ainge is a snake oil salesman when it comes to trades. So anybody doing business with him, got to be careful. And R.C. Buford and Greg Popovich are two of the, the game's greatest. I just think that at some point, probably early December, maybe middle of December, they're going to figure out we're not going to get two, three all-star players back for this guy. Let's just get the best deal we can get and get our mindset to rebuild a franchise. And I just think that um, I think that if, if if that's what they're planning to do, I think Boston has a couple of assets. Really, the Lakers make the most sense. But if I'm the Lakers and it gets to January and Kawhi Leonard is still on the lake, is still on, excuse me, is still on the Spurs, I don't trade anybody. I just wait another three months, three four months, and then he'll be mine. Because if they if they haven't moved him by January, um, it's just a situation of they're they just trying to get the most they can while they have him because the the delusion that they're going to get equal value you never get equal value in a trade like this um rachel nichols brought this up on the jump the other day milwaukee traded uh, at the time lou alcindor kareem abdul jabbar 
And they got some good players, uh, three or four players, but they didn't get another Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And, you know, you look at the history of these trades, there's no way you can get equal value because the type of talent that you're trading is once in a lifetime, once in a generation. So you're talking about trading third best player in the league. It's not going to work. You just need to say to yourself, what's acceptable? And if we get that, we move. If we don't, we keep him and we just ride it out and hope that being able to give him $219 million over five years. I mean, uh, family, let's talk about this. $219 million over five years. And this guy says, I don't want it. That means he don't want to be there. Because for you to turn down 219, guaranteed $219 million, you don't want to be there. And, you know, people bring up the fact that he's going to lose money going to Los Angeles. And I'm a a living testament to that because I remember my time with the Rams. I remember the first check we got um, the regular season. I remember me and uh, one of my uh, contemporary rookie uh, partners, we we were looking at our check confused. It's like, where was the money? I mean, the the, the top part said something, but it was almost half of the, the the net was actually half, almost half of what the top part was. So you know, but he's been living in California all of his life, so he's used to all this, and it's home. And realistically, the Lakers can still give him 170 million dollars. So. Okay, he leaves $49 million on the table. Well, I mean, you still got $100 million. And, I mean, it, he's a frugal guy. He's not extravagant. $100 million will probably flip over in a generation. I mean, <clears throat> his kids, more than likely his grandkids, won't work because I don't think, well, I know you can run through that type of money, but I don't think that he will. So, you know, I just, it's, it's interesting, and I think it's still the last, it's probably the last big intriguing story of this year's free agency, which has been really unpredictable so far. You know, on the flip side, we talk about a guy like Paul George, who's also from Los Angeles, and a lot of people thought the Lakers would get a chance to, uh, he was going to end up being a Laker. He had a lot of people scratching their heads because, okay, if he'd have stayed in, Indianapolis, he also could have been available to get 220 some odd million dollars over five years. But then they trade him because he says, I want to go to L.A. And then he not only does he not get 200 million dollars in his uh, re-signing to Oklahoma City, but he took a haircut. He only ends up with 137 million dollars. So he left like $80 million and some change on the table. I don't get that. I mean, I know he's still getting a lot of money, but that's just bad business. And I mean, it. you know, we're talking large sums of money and we're talking, you know, guys who are saying, well, I don't really need, you know, I can have all this money, but I'm, I, I can afford to shave the I can afford to shave some money off so that I can have better teammates. But as a players association, you can't continue to let guys take haircuts like that because it undermines 
what you strike for and what you negotiate for. And at some point, the owners are going to turn the gun on you. Because right now, the rabbit has the gun. But at some point, they're going to take the gun away from the rabbit, <laughs> and they're going to shoot. Because, you know, these numbers that we're talking are guaranteed numbers. Like, LeBron James will get $153 million from the Los Angeles Lakers. Guaranteed. 100%. I mean... The Lakers are one of those franchises that, you know, they're worth two, three billion dollars. So a hundred and fifty million dollars cash on the surface isn't a lot of money for them. But some of these some of these uh, organizations just can't afford these numbers. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back. We're going to talk about some of the other signings and other teams uh, out there and kind of look at a forecast first we're going to start with the Eastern Conference and see so far what the moves and free agency have done for next year's predictions for the Eastern Conference so we'll take a quick break and be right back on the Get Down with Hurley Brown Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fan's perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. Are you ready for the latest sports news, the culture around the game and unique insight? Then you need to make Kareem and the Coach your destination each week. Host Kareem Rush played for the LA Lakers and has the inside track to personas in both professional and college sports. Co-host Eric Newman is a former basketball coach and now a producer and filmmaker. Together they cover sports and entertainment in a fast-paced hour every Friday at 5pm Eastern Time and 2pm Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. This is the Get Down with Hurley Brown. To reach our show today, call in to 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to thegetdownwithhurleybrown at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Family, family, we're back here on the Get Down with Hurley Brown. I'm your host, your beloved co-host, but your host today, Kelvin Harris, uh, me and Hurley. We're, t- we're actual roommates at the University of Miami. All the stories I could tell you. But I don't want to ruin Hurley's reputation. <laughs> no, Hurley was a good guy. Uh, we had some great times. 
he's out making Merritt Island great again, so he'll be back next week. I was supposed to have a couple guests today, but um, one of them, Tim, is actually at the Las Vegas Summer League. Uh, four of his clients, two of them whom were drafted, and uh, the two that were free agents are all getting uh, settled in. So I couldn't get a, I couldn't, I couldn't get him to steal away for an hour. You know, it's, it's a big deal. Get those clients, uh, you know, situated. And then my other one, he actually has a guy, uh, I believe he's on a summer league team as well. And uh, he thought he had some free time, but he didn't. So both of those guys will be available next week. We're going to talk about the summer league and, and whatnot. But looking at the scope of free agency so far and how it affects the Eastern Conference. Because the Eastern Conference is the weak, weaker conference. Well, on Sunday night, uh, the week the, the the week conference, the week sister, became the wild wild east because it's wide open now. If you're Toronto, that mental block you had every time you saw LeBron, you you know you urinate on yourself. Well, you don't have to worry about that anymore because the big bad LeBron has gone to the Western Conference. So now the team that was the number one seed in the East. They haven't really made any major moves in free agency, but they really didn't have to. They had a pretty, other than firing their coach before, you know, before the playoffs even began. Um, they have basically the same cast, and they are set to be as good as they were last year, this next year. Now, the one thing is all the players are going to be a year, excuse me, a year older but they've got great chemistry. And apparently, Dwayne Casey was on the right path. It's just that a lot of people in the organization, a lot of fans didn't like the way he handled uh, DeMar DeRozan in the playoffs by sitting him. So they're going to keep the same uh, attack, same playbook, same terminology. So the, the, the guys don't have to learn anything. So I just think it's more of an adjustment on how the new head coach approaches things as a, as opposed to how Dwayne Casey approaches them. Um, Washington did not sign anybody worth talking about. So I don't know what they're going to be like next year because they have a lot of chemistry issues. Uh, they just lost Gortat, so that weakens them. I don't expect them to be a major player. Um, the team I want to look out for is Illy, is uh, Milwaukee. They they signed Ilya Kovic um, back. The thing about it is they got to figure out what they're going to do with Jabari Parker because he's a restricted free agent, and I think he's going to get some interest. So... They're a team to watch out for because they got the Greek freak, but they got to get him some help. Now, looking at the Celtics, they don't have to make any free agent moves at all. They just got to keep the guys they got. And then they get literally two free agents for free. And Gordon Hayward, who played, what, less than a minute, and Kyrie Irving, who missed 
the latter part of the season. So they went so far last year without their two best players. Right now, I'm penciling the Celtics to win 64 games and be the representative for the East because I just don't think Philadelphia is ready. Philadelphia lost Ilya Kovic to Milwaukee. He went back home. And they also lost Marco Bellinelli, who went back to the Spurs. So those two guys were key because they were shooters and they spread the floor. Now, luckily for them, J.J. Reddick decided to re-up. So they do have a shooter. Ben Simmons is not a shooter. He's everything else but that. Joel Embiid can hit an occasional outside shot, but he's not a shooter. But those two guys are mercurial talents, which you need. Now, Robert Covington, I think, becomes a lot more important. To me, Philadelphia is the second-best team in the East. I got them penciled in for 55 wins, but I don't see them beating Boston. I see them losing to Boston in six in the Eastern Conference because, the, you know, the way it's set up now, Boston has a lot of confidence in Brad Stevens. Everybody's bought into the program. And um, barring another serious injury, I think it's Boston's uh, conference championship to lose. Uh, there's, you know, other than the teams we mentioned, there's nobody I think that creeps up that has raised an eyebrow for me to be a serious contender to either Philly or Boston. Milwaukee, I think, is the closest team. And, of course, Toronto. But I just, until I see Toronto win a important series, I'm just not a believer in the uh, Milwaukee Bucks. Or, excuse me, the Toronto uh, Raptors. And maybe I'm just, maybe I'm being that old guy who's telling you to get off my lawn, but... When Kyle Lowry left the game and went back to the locker room two years ago, three years ago, to see he had to clear his head during the playoffs, that was a red flag to me. That's a guy that can't handle the big stage. And DeMar DeRozan has talked about depression and whatnot. So you got two superstars on this team who can't handle pressure. Well, the playoffs is all about pressure. It's about being uncomfortable. It's about being in situations that aren't um, ideal for what you do. And it's about overcoming, making adjustments and overcoming game after game. And they haven't showed the mental toughness to get that done in the playoffs. So right now there are, haven't been really – there have been some guys signed, but there's, there's not been a, a watershed signing in the East. Uh, and as of July 3rd, I'm looking at Boston to come out of the East. I'm looking at them to have 60-plus victories. Going to the West, obviously the big signing <clears throat> is LeBron to the Lakers because they were a 35-win team last year. You know, and Rachel Nichols uh, interviewed Kobe the other day, and he admitted that it was tough to go to the Laker games. I'm alone. I'm, I'm like I bowed because I've been a Lakers fan for 30 years. These last few years have been tough, but it's evident that the NBA is on board and wants the Lakers to be a relevant player 
in the postseason. I think if Jim Buzz had been halfway confident, competent, excuse me, the Lakers would already be a player in the postseason. But I don't know if it was a sibling revenge or what, but he was on a path to destroy a storied organization. Magic Johnson and Rob Palenka have come in and they made some great moves. Now, a lot of people are scratching their heads right now because they went out and signed some guys, but they didn't sign a shooter. I just think that, you know, this is sort of like when a master is painting. Just step back and let them finish the work. And when it's done, you'll say that's a masterpiece. Magic is a basketball savant. I have full faith in him. As does Jeannie Buss, as does, you know, the the, or, the the people who are inside the organization. I mean, he and LeBron are on the same page as far as what they want to accomplish with the organization. And then you throw Kobe in the mix. You know, you got Kareem hanging around. The culture, and I'm not going to say it's quite, is, is, is back yet because it's got a ways to go. Um, but it's going in a positive direction. A lot of people are wondering how they're going to make the Rondo Ball situation work. And right now, honestly, I don't think Ball, even if they wanted to trade him, he's not trade material with the meniscus situation. Uh, Brandon Ingram, I hope, remains a Laker. But if San Antonio does trade, Kawhi Leonard to the Lakers, Brandon Ingram and probably Kyle Kuzma are, they're gone. They're gone. I, I got mixed emotions about that because I think the biggest problem right now in sports period is that everybody is a microwave fan. Everybody wants instant success. And I just, I look at that core that they have there in Los Angeles and I think they came a long way last year with another year playing together and you add LeBron James I just think that they go from 35 to maybe 52, 53 wins and they get their feet sweat in the playoffs maybe you make it to the conference finals uh, you have or maybe you lose to Houston in the second round but you have such a great series that it does nothing but positive things for the players involved. I just, I'm not a fan of trading away all these assets. And I know it's for Kawhi Leonard, but they, you know, him and LeBron have got to play with somebody besides themselves. With that being said, I've got the Lakers right now as a number three seed. Um, I think that it's, well, I tell you what, we're going to take a quick break. And when I come back, we're going to talk Western Conference and you know any any important signings other than the two we the two main ones we've talked about Boogie and LeBron. So we're gonna take a quick break when we come back. We're gonna talk Western Conference on the Get Down with Hurley Brown. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash voice America. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? 
Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Englehart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. This is the Get Down with Hurley Brown. To reach our show today, call in to 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to thegetdownwithhurleybrown at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Family, family. It's your favorite co-host, Kelvin Harris, running this show all by myself. Uh, Hurley had uh, prior obligations, and my two uh, guests for today, basketball experts, are actually out at Vegas with the Summer League. So next week, we're going to have a lot of Summer League talk. There's already been some uh, some action with Marvin Bagley the third posterizing Mo Wagner of the Lakers. Hopefully, he doesn't traumatize my man Mo. But before the break, I was talking about the lineup, the Lakers. I, I have the Lakers penciled in as the number three seed. Uh, I got OKC penciled in as the number four seed. And I think the thing is they just signed Nerlens Noel to, I think, a two- or three-year deal. I think he adds some length to the team. Now, a lot of people are wondering what they're going to do with Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo opted in on the last year of his contract, so they got to pay him $28 million. And then Paul George took the 137 over four with, well, it's really three with a player option on the last year. And then, of course, Russell Westbrook is getting paid a boatload of cash. So they don't have a lot of flexibility in the cap. And I just think this team has reached its ceiling. I mean, uh, they got to make a move on Carmelo because that – that $28 million is like an anchor around this team's neck. Um, and then, you know, it's a question of fit with Carmelo because, I mean, realistically, he should be coming off the bench and they just, just should be asking him to lead the second unit and just shoot. Don't worry about playing defense. Just shoot. But right now he's having a, pri- a, a, pri- a pride moment and he's like, I don't want to come off the bench. But at this point, 
he doesn't really have the leverage because, yeah, he's going to get his money one way or the other. So if you're Oklahoma City, it actually benefits you to cut him and and free up the salary cap space. So, you know, there's still a work in progress as well. But I'm going to give the Lakers the edge for the number three seed, making OKC number four. Now, a team to watch is Minnesota. They re-signed Derrick Rose for just $2.1 million. And I think he's going to be a lot better this year. I think he stayed healthy for the most part last year. And the team got better as the year went on. And I think Carl Anthony Towns, um, he got his feet wet in the playoffs. And I know he can't be satisfied with his performance. So right now, Minnesota's my fifth seed. Um, Utah, I got them right underneath Minnesota at six. I mean, the, the West is so deep. I mean, Utah would be the third seed or maybe even the second seed in the East. And they're struggling. I think the team that took the biggest hit was New Orleans. They got Anthony Davis. But like my friend said, with all this movement around the, the franchise, it lets me know that he's probably not coming back, uh, which I think could be a death blow to the franchise because New Orleans is not a city that has a lot of uh, high-end ballers. So those um, those VIP luxury boxes are um, and, the, and, the, and, the, and the front row tickets are tough to sell unlike in say a city like New York or Chicago or LA or Miami I just think that if Anthony Davis leaves this franchise I think a couple of years afterwards we'll probably see the Pelicans in Seattle I just think that they don't have the sustainability without a major superstar in that market to um, keep the franchise going. Um, like I said, there's been some fringe signings, but there really hasn't been anything earth-shattering after the Boogie Cousins. I think him going to Golden State pretty much solidifies the Golden State-Boston final. And if I had to put my finger on it, I'm going to give uh, Golden State the edge in six. Because by that time, Boogie will be back healthy. You got five All-Stars on the floor at one time. And a uh, little known fact that they brought up today on ESPN, this will be the first time in NBA history that a team will have three 25-point scores on their roster from the year before. So you got three. You got Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, and DeMarcus Cousins, Wall average 25 points or more. Uh, you got arguably the best low post big man in the game, the best perimeter three in the game, and probably the best point guard in the game. Uh, they may break the 73 win record. They could go 74 and 8. Now, realistically, you still got to play the ball games, and Boogie's not going to probably be ready until January. So, honestly... I know they're going to be the number one seed. I just don't think they're going to get that bored where they go on big losing streaks. It's going to take a special effort for anybody to beat them in the playoffs. I don't think the Lakers have enough. I don't think Houston has enough. Now, Houston has another problem. They lost Trevor Ariza, and that is a key loss. It's not a huge loss in that it'll take them underneath 
the Lakers as a seed, but it's a huge loss in them trying to beat the Golden State Warriors. And I just don't see anybody on the free agent market that can take his place. Now, for those of you who don't know, he signed with the Phoenix Suns. He signed a two-year deal, I think it's for $19 million, if I'm not mistaken. But that actually fits into what's been going on in Phoenix. They got Devin Booker. They drafted DeAndre Ayton. And Trevor Reza, Trevor Reza gives them a 6'9 perimeter guy that can guard a 2 or a 3 or even a 4. And he can stretch the floor because he makes threes. So I expect Phoenix to be improved. I expect Sacramento to be improved. Marvin Bagley III, along with De'Arion Fox and the other guys that they, they brought in last year. I just think they're a couple years away. Um, I think Portland is taking a step back. Um, they just, um, you know, Denver, they gave Jokic a huge contract. I think Denver is going to be in the mix. But none of those, none of these, none of these franchises are are going to challenge the Warriors. I don't even think any of them are going to challenge uh, the top four teams: Oklahoma City, the Lakers, and uh, Houston, and, and the Warriors. But I think there's going to be a huge battle between five and say eleven, because a lot of these teams are going to be even. But when you boil it down. The Boogie Cousins signing, I think, solidifies Golden State as the 2019 NBA champions. I just don't see, I just don't see anybody beating them, um, and they'll probably make it back to back to back, and then they'll break up next year because I just don't think they'll have enough money to pay everybody. So those are my predictions from the free agent moves so far. We still got a ways to go. Next week, we'll be talking Summer League and uh, who knows what else, but definitely Summer League and whatever free agent moves have been made. Um, Hurley will be back next week. We'll probably have Tim Fuller on. Uh, actually, he assured me that he would be on because he definitely wants to talk his clients and the mood of the Summer League, what's going on out there, and we can get a... a up-close view of who looks legitimate from the draft uh, from the Summer League, because they've also had one in Utah. That was going on at, over the weekend, and then that's where Marvin Bagley III came out and posterized Mo Wagner. So some teams have already been playing, and we'll get a chance to start seeing them play again on Friday in Las Vegas. But I want to thank uh, everybody out there for listening in. And uh, next week, Hurley will be back, and we'll we'll be the dynamic duo again. So until uh, next week, you know, I always close. It's all about the you. <laughs> Case for life. Enough said. Thanks for tuning in to The Get Down with Hurley Brown. The coach wants you to join us again next week, Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific time and 3 p.m. Eastern time on the Voice America Sports Channel. We'll have another great show ready to roll next week. 